0: Sonic, Gino, it is five minutes to to the start time, but I can't wait. I think
1: we're ready. Are you ready? Hell yeah, man. I'm ready. It's just an amazing – I'm just excited, man. The impact is just the most exciting promotion right now 2023. Gino is hard to
0: kill. Like, you're going to hard to kill. You're moments away. Like, I know that by moments I mean like 72 hours. You're a few days away. You're a few sleeps away from going to hard to kill. I even I, – I, I check the numbers, Gino. It's It might be official. Welcome to the Wrestling Journalist, ladies and gentlemen. If you're listening, my name is Ryan Van Vleet. Vleeties, one half of the whole fucking show tomorrow night live. Uh, live slash TWFS. He's Sonic Gino. We might be the new official or unofficial podcast of Impact Wrestling. Like, because I did the numbers, Gino, like that episode, of like, How is Impact Wrestling Not Dead from a few weeks ago is just outpacing every other thing I've ever done in my career for some reason. Now, I know that it's Impact Wrestling from like a depressing standpoint like how was it even alive it sucks but also on the flip side of that I think when you is it because there's just an oversaturation of WWE and AEW are there are there is there like 2,000 people that are just desperate for impact wrestling like I found all the impact people
1: it might be just that, like, we all know how good Impact used to be, and we still have that heart, that soul that still gets to us, that reminds us, like, this is Impact. This is TNA. This is why we wanted to cross the line. And that this brochure, we need to still go through the trenches sometimes because we love this business that Impact created.
0: Yeah, that's probably a good way to put it. Hey, thank you so much for an AEW guy for dropping some Dianas on us because another person who. Like, we used to sing the praises of Deanna Parato was, like, our diva of the year. She was our superstar of the year. She had our match of the year. So much stuff. Uh, like, I was like, dude, I was a huge fan of, of all this impact. And, dude, like... Uh, what happened to her? Number one, but also when you watch Impact, she still is kind of put in like a high level. So maybe because I became more of a casual, me and GOC are casuals when it comes to Impact wrestling. Like I, I have put it in my back burner. It's in the back of my mind. I haven't really been following it super closely. I just watched this previous Impact wrestling, and I, I think she's still one of the biggest stars. They portray her in such a way uh, that. They, they just portray her like she is such a big deal, and I know it's Impact Wrestling. Like the main event was Cardona versus. Malakai Black Saving. says
2: Velidis looking so handsome.
0: Oh, thank you so much! This is a haircut, this is a map stash. Gino, I'm really up in my game. I almost wore a flannel just to kind of. I thought you were gonna wear yours, but you're not. You're wearing a CM Punk shirt. He was referenced on Impact Wrestling. Do you
1: still pretend to like CM Punk? You know you don't. And I, I will always love CM Punk as a professional wrestling. You need times to see him. Punk, and knowing the person he is, like I, I will always have a the person he is my heart with CM Punk. Yes, I like the asshole that he is because he's like a real person. He's just a real dude, and he doesn't mind telling you the truth. And also, he's part of the reason why Impact is the way it is. The Gathering matters.
0: No, he's not part of why it's good. Like he's he was never part of this part version of Impact. He was just on the way up. He was the Ring of Honor. I have a part-time job.
3: Put that shit on. You know, Put that shit on. And what do you
0: mean you like the person? He's just a douchebag for douchebag's sake. He's... I've said Put
3: that
0: this times. Ricardio has not been in the chat for a while, and he just cast a million... B2 a shit subscriber.
3: it They
0: better not play that seven more times. Ricardio just cast a bunch of these,
1: these hydrates. Put that,
3: team, feet, Put that shit on. Put that shit on.
1: Good on Ricardo going we'll to make sure we're all hydrated, ready for our discussion of team, Impact Wrestling.
0: How you turn them off? Thank you, Ricardio. Thank you so much. Like I, I I'm just gonna, we gotta do get rid of this sound alerts. You know, they're just, they're just in the way of me talking to you about Impact Wrestling. Cause Impact Wrestling, like you were saying, probably the most important thing in our lives.
3: Put that shit on.
0: And, uh, yeah, what do you mean CM Punk is a part of this? CM Punk's not a part of this. He thinks that we're running Impact Wrestling. He thinks that we're running Impact Wrestling instead of a warehouse in Reseda.
3: That
1: might be what he would say now, but if it wasn't for CM Punk, we would not have Mickey James.
0: Yeah, I did see her little tribute video, like, oh, I was a top guy. Like, no, you weren't. CM Punk was not a top guy in Impact during that time as a tag team with, uh, with Julio De Niro, or whatever that fucking guy's name was. So let's not kid ourselves. So, Gino, it has been – there's something on my face. What is on my face on that screen? Transition, fixed it, Gino. I don't know what that was. It was on my face, though. I saw it. Um, no, CM Punk's the worst. You just like him because he's like the hipster person to like now. Now that we've all turned on him, you suddenly like CM Punk again. He always sucked. He looks like a U.S. champion, but says he could talk a little bit better. uh, Oh my God, we love it. Oh, he's so edgy. Like, no, he's not. He's fucking ice cream bars. He sucks dick. So he's John Cena. He always pretends that he wasn't John Cena, but here he comes to AEW and he's the John Cena of AEW and he doesn't even care. Barry Darby Island, Barry Lee Moriarty, MJF, bury them all, Hangman Page. Thank you, Nathan Weller, for gifting a sub to JT. Much appreciated, my friend. So, Gino, I, I did watch Impact Wrestling. I looked at the numbers. And like I said, we're the, the unofficial official podcast of Impact. Look, Scott DeMore has tweeted at me before, okay? He has tweeted at me. He got he made sure that Impact unblocked me. I got my sub goal, Gino. Thank you, TK91. Um, so, a lot has happened w- between me and Impact Wrestling. I think it's just official that I, I just embrace it, that I am – this this company and I are meant to be together forever. Cause I tried to watch Hulu Raw today and just couldn't even stomach it. I don't think I've watched a whole Hulu Raw in like four weeks. Like it's just it's so hard to watch. And everybody's upset about Vince McMahon coming back. It's like, is it gonna be worse? The show sucks anyway. Why are we all pretending that the show's been so fantastic without Vince? Like we watched it for thirty years with Vince, and now he's been gone for six months, and none of us are like watching it anymore or any less than we were. So who gives a fuck? So okay, but either way, Gino, I'm just saying. Uh, Impact wrestling.
3: And
0: TK in the chat, he does bring up a good point. Like, hey, Steph left the company. Did you hear about this, Gino? I just, I, I got some the, the hot goss was was all the talks today.
1: Did you hear about this? I did hear about Stephanie stepping down. Now it's just Nick Khan in charge, while Triple H is still in control of the uh, what's. Called like not creative, but some other, like, yeah, he's like the
0: chief content is. officer, he's like the CCO. This is WWE, so even like in the real business world, like the corporate world, we still got to make up like a gimmick name for his position. Less than a week after Vince McMahon came out of retirement and reinstated himself to WWE's board of directors, his daughter Stephanie McMahon has stepped down as co CEO of the company. Stephanie announced her decision via Twitter on Tuesday evening. In the statement, she recalled returning to WWE last year to serve as the co CEO of. Along to Khan, which she described as a privilege. However, now that her father has returned to guide the company in collaboration with Khan and Paul Triple H Levesque, which I hate that they keep doing that, she believes that WWE is in a perfect position to deliver unparalleled creative content and drive maximum value for shareholders. So first of all, Gino, what happened to the stock price? I didn't even check.
1: I have no idea. The stock price, I would assume, has to be going up still because this is really smelling the fucking sense of there's going to be a sell- sale soon. The stock price has to be just skyrocketing, guys. We're waiting for that sale when then we're going to sell everything. We have all the money back.
0: So, And that's kind of what like. So Conrad Thompson also made some news somehow. Like, how does Conrad have the hot goss on, well, Nick, uh, I can't do a Conrad. I never can do Conrad. It always ends up being Vince McMahon, or it always ends up being Jr., or it ends up being... Uh, who else, is, who else do I do? I think it's just JR that I do pretty much. Cornette. Uh, they're bringing in Nick Khan to sell the fucking company. So, yeah, I read a little bit of that. You know, do you have more deets on that? Like Conrad was like, well, Nick Khan, is, he's known for this. He's a butcher, damn it. He always goes in and
1: sells companies. Is that true? I, and I would have to assume, so again, I barely know anything about Nick and the whole situation. I ran, we did find maybe a comrade being a noose, just because he somehow knows that the shit business
3: world. Well,
0: thank you so much. Look at, look at all the combos. The next combo, too, from the the great Kev Be Cool, Gino. He probably knows all about Conrad. He probably listens to ad-free shows, and he, knew, he saw this coming a mile away. So Conrad Thompson, uh, source says that Nick Khan has a deal with Vince McMahon to sell WWE. Khan gets a big payday. Uh, sale talks brewing for years. Uh, and I don't listen to What Happened When? Have you ever listened to that? I'm sure you've, you've peeped it a few times, right? I'm, Thank you. I probably listened
1: to it. No, you go. Yeah, on. I probably have listened to it one time or two just because like, I was interested in both Conrad talking with both Tony and... And Bruce at the time when those were the two big ones for his k- podcasting.
0: Yeah, that was like all he had, right? Those were his like original, those are the original six teams, like the NHL. So there's a lot of talk of potential WWE sale and it appears to be serious because the company has hired J.P. Morgan, which that does sound serious Gino. you know. Like when you call it J.P. Morgan and not Chase, that's when it's for real because you know it's the same company. And the word on the word is that the company wants to sell before the next TV media, right? Negotiation starts, which I heard Kevin breaking down in an excellent video on super fun wrestling time. That that is one of the reasons Vince even came back was there. They're about to do these negotiations. And in order to do those negotiate negotiations, you have to have the majority, the majority shareholder. This is the, this is the worst impact wrestling podcast we've ever done. Gino. There's so many big words. It's all legalities and it's all about WWE so far. Um, so that makes total sense because I, I I remember thinking that too when he left. Like he's still the majority shareholder. What's to stop him from just coming back? Elon Musk bought Twitter because he became the majority shareholder and that created a hostile takeover, whatever they call it. So that could. What's to stop Vince from saying like I still own this company? Damn it, I'm coming back. Like that's exactly what happened. Was that all work? Did he just leave for like? <laughs> now it seems like it was just to 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 pump the the fucking share prices.
1: Yeah. It might have been to see if he could try and get a share price by going and stepping down because he should step down with all the stuff that was going on which I think that was real that was not a work but him stepping down just on screen was a work for his retirement because he would come back for this big sale when they do have to have when they do have it before october of twenty
0: twenty four so that's like the- doesn't that seem so far away? I, like we're already in 2023, but that's over a year away. Like, can we figure this shit out now? Like, why does it have to take that long to sell this fucking company? And it's is it Disney? Who are the big buyers? Or is it just is it somebody that we wouldn't even see? Is it Anthem? Remember Dixie Carter used to joke that Impact Wrestling was gonna buy WWE. What if that's the case now? Who, like, maybe it's NBC. You could just see NBC Universal just wanting control of it. It's on Peacock anyway. Fox also, I mean, if SmackDown, I don't know what the rate, what are the ratings like for SmackDown? Are they happy about that shit? Like, it's probably really hard when you have the NFL and then you're like, how did WWE do? Well, well you know.
1: It would be hard like, really figure that out. And I don't know who all could be in that running for the billions of dollars you'd have to pay Vince McMahon for these rates. But I think if anyone should buy it, it should be Mark Cuban so mark you put that on access and we could have impact and access to Yeah, games. smackdown so, could I mean, lead
0: I mean. into impact wrestling just like we've always wanted much like impact has to lead in for new japan and they're in the middle of the amazing josh alexander match they're fucking talking about uh ftr versus some japanese who gives a shit like i was like no one wants to watch that have ftr lead into this match ftr sucks josh alexander and speedball mike bailey are fantastic so uh, so Conrad said I've been saying this like, it's all Jim Ross hey hey it's Conrad Thompson and you're listening to what happened when it's still Jim Ross I've been saying on this program for a while that WWE was going to sell do you know why I said that because I knew Ricardio Tier 2 to the channel. Thank you so much, Ricardio. He heard rumors that we were selling, so he's trying to get in now while it's hot. Everybody was like, oh, the, he he canceled the 8, the 8 p.m. time slot central. He's out. He's leaving. That's what everyone is saying, you know. But we're, this is the series finale, but at least we're here. Uh, well, he joined, and of course, he was an agent. So Nick Khan was an agent. You've heard of like UTA and CAA and WME. You've all heard of those, right? Those are big Hollywood agencies. He was the guy who helped to negotiate contracts and make deals and things like that i happen to have some friends who needed representation like that we'll say that Uh, conrad thompson continued on his wcw fucking podcast he said my friend was represented by the same company that nick Khan was sort of running and when my friend sees the guy who runs the big agency is now going to wwe he thought what the fuck this doesn't make any sense so, uh so he called his contact and said, "Dude, what's up with Nick going?" Blah blah blah, and he said, "Yeah, this is years ago now. Uh, he's he's got a deal with Vince where in his contract he gets a big payday when he helps facilitate the sale." So, an insider is saying that WWE is selling. That seems to be the like the whole reason Nick Khan was even brought in. Uh, I don't know. I guess I can believe it. We didn't know, like. Vince is going to die eventually. He's getting to, it looks like every time I see him, I think it's tomorrow. Like I remember Vince as this really tan and jacked fucking monster taking on Hogan at WrestleMania, and now when I see him, he just looks like an avocado that you leave out too long. So I don't know, Gino, what do you what do you think? Is WWE being sold and uh what's the future? Is is, is Paul Triple H Levesque, is he going to be the buyer?
2: Malachi Black says Vince looks like a melting candle.
1: Oh,
0: worse than that. What do you think, Gino?
2: And I have to see that
1: Derby is going to be bought out soon. I hope deep down it's going to be one of those people or one of those companies that MJF did tweet about, basically teasing that, oh, I hope one of these promotions, one of these companies that I support, I like, is going to be bought out because then he's going to be having even more money going into Twitter 2024 when he does not go to Derby. Well, and even I love the way this
0: article ends. Like, the main topic this week is the debut of WCW Thunder. It's like, what the fuck? How did this come up? Like, you're listening to What Happened When? WCW launched Thunder on TBS. And by the way, what the fuck's up with Nick Khan? Like it's so strange that that was the way the whole conversation ended up going. I don't listen to that one, Gino. I canceled my ad-free shows. Once I listened to all the Bruce Pritchard ones, I have no interest. Even Jeff Jarrett's, I just didn't. I don't like my world. The Kurt Angle show's a joke. I, I'm so shocked that that. Hey, no, Conrad, let me do the intro. Let me do it. I can do it. Your Olympic hero. And WWE Hall of Famer, Kurt Angle, and my guest today, Randy Orton. How could I be so excited for something and so let down in three minutes, Gino?
1: I know it doesn't make any sense, but Jeff Jarrett, I think, at least is somewhat enjoyable from what I've been able to hear of recent ones, even though he does try to make it into a work into what he's doing. Put that shit
3: on!
0: Put that shit on! Thank you so much, Tophus Pleachinoku. I said that whole thing wrong, Gino. So I, I find all of that on. I think it's Vince is back. Stephanie's gone. What does Stephanie do now? Your team,
3: your Thank you her. so
0: much. Stephanie says she's going to watch from the other side of the house. What does that mean?
1: She's going to be a fan again. She gets to be back when she was a kid just being a pro wrestling fan, not even a part of the business. She gets to just enjoy wrestling before Macho Man Ready Savage ruined her entire life.
0: I don't think that she enjoyed wrestling ever. I think her dad just kind of did it, and she was just like, oh, yeah, dad's doing it. I'll fucking watch it. I don't care. Oh, I can make millions? I'll take a job. Whatever, dad. Let's do this. Gino, we got some terrible news. Let's talk about real wrestling again. We're the official, unofficial discussion of Impact Wrestling, so it's only important that we address the elephant in the room, Gino. Wrestling Inc. reports. Brian Myers gives contract update and talks a possible WWE return?
1: The fuck is this, Gino? And I thought he just signed for his, like, the extension be to the end of this year. Is there now changed his contract? Is this not real we were told earlier this week, last so week? He was on Busted Open Radio, which I know that you're a huge fan of. How many
0: of those do you listen to?
1: I don't listen to any Busted Open, especially because Bully Ray tries to make that even more of a work about his character on impact wrestling.
0: So he says that's a never-say-never never scenario, right? For everybody, Myers said. I think I always was a Vince guy. I think he was always a fan of my, of me and could rely on me and could trust in me to get it done or to get what he wanted done. I just became like his go-to good hand guy like that. If he needed me or if he needed something done of me or if he needed something done, it was me. That's why he was – and he brought this up on my cousin's podcast, Chris Van Vliet, Insight. Is that what it's called? Insight with Chris Van Vliet. I'm sure you listen to that, Gino. And I remember him saying like he had – he wrestled on main event like, you know, 13 weeks in a row – and he had lengthier matches on main event every single week because he knew that Vince watched main event from his office, you know, while he was getting ready for Raw. And he would just try and have the best match that he possibly could. And then it became like a streak. Like Vince would always put, oh, we need to test out Ricochet, give him Brian Myers. we got to test out Cedric Alexander, Brian Myers, who is wrestling tonight. Put them against Kurt Hawkins at the time is what his name was. Um, but I, so – uh, life certainly is good, just resign with impact wrestling. So maybe you are right. maybe he is locked up for this year. So we get one more year of Brian Myers. I've got all my eggs in that basket right now, you know I'll be 38 this year and I still feel like I'm in the prime of my career. so, so I've got a real chip on my shoulder. I agree with that. I f- like obviously it's, it's a different prime when you're kind of a jobber and a mid-carter the whole life or your whole life. but he is kind of in at least for you and me, we're impact wrestling marks. He's in the prime of his career, and I think there's a lot more that's about to be done. Like he's never won the Impact World Title, even though when he fought Christian, we, you, and I were both thinking, "Why wouldn't he win? He deserves it." Uh, so, what are your thoughts? You think he does leave Impact? You think he goes to WWE? Like he doesn't? He doesn't strike me at all as an AEW guy. Like he really doesn't. It's either Impact Wrestling main eventer or WWE mid carder,
1: and that's I completely agree with that. It's either Darius if he does. Sh- again, 2024 is a long way away. We don't know where things are going to line up. I feel Impact wrestlers is going to go to the moon in 2024 and he's going to re-sign and the most professional wrestler is going to be more respected because he's going to have an amazing match this Friday, which I am really excited to see because I have a feeling who's winning this match. <laughs> Yeah, well, and
0: you're going, Gino. I, I I know that we keep alluding to it, but you're going to Hard to Kill. Gino is hard to kill. Uh, this Friday night, you're gonna take the train from Marietta to
1: Atlanta. Do they have a train? How do you get there? I thankfully my stepdad is going to give me a ride right to Let's the venue. Go! So he's that changed me a hundred dollars, so at least save a hundred. But I am gonna have to spend a hundred on the way back, but I already have that money squared away, have that ready, I'm gonna be going to Hard to Kill Friday. I'm excited. Please save some money. What's Maybe the we'll update? Spend some on merch.
0: What's the update on you just getting a license? Because you can borrow the car and drive to Atlanta to watch these wrestling shows.
1: I, and I could, but at the same time I'm like i I'm not ready to try do the whole testing and all that shit just yet. I'm soon. I'm going. To. You're waiting until you're like 30 for that, right? Like a lot of us waited
0: till we were 18, but you're like nope, 30. I'm I'm gonna figure out this driving thing when I'm good and ready for it. I appreciate you for saying that. So Brian Myers is sticking around with Impact Wrestling at least for a year. I do think he he look, he belongs in Impact, in my opinion. Like if he goes to WWE, like he's not like Cody where he's thinking, like, oh, I'm going to go win the big one. Like, for 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 Kurt Hawkins to return to WWE, it's like, I'm here to win tag titles again. Like, that would be the most he could accomplish, I feel, is him and somebody else start a tag team. Him and Gabby Tuft reform a tag team and he wins some belts. There's no way uh, he comes back and wins, like, a WWE. Now, obviously, if he wins the Royal Rumble this year, I'll be fucking stoked. That's what should happen, Gino. But it won't happen. So, I don't know. He has picked up wins over Josh Alexander, Rich Swan. He has had a nice little run here. What is he doing at Hard to Kill, though? I, I watched Impact. I don't even think I saw his face.
1: Well, we at Hard to Kill, we do have the major players in a match, the tag team match with multiple our tag teams, we include the Bullet Club, Heath, and Rhino. And one other tag team that I know you'd be excited to see in this 4 Forward, the Motor City Machine gets the tag team champions.
0: Thank God you times. reminded me. I did see him. He was at ringside. Hard to Kill 2023. We're on the official Impact Wrestling website, en.wikipedia.org. And we are here to – because, you know, you're going to be there. I don't know if I've told you this. So, Hard to Kill is an upcoming professional wrestling pay-per-view – uh produced by impact wrestling it will take place on january 13th friday the 13th you know what, what's black taru up to uh at the center stage in atlanta georgia fourth event under this hard to kill chronology hard to kill's had some big ones right that was when tessa won the championship which by the way her Tessa's getting a divorce you know can we talk about impact wrestling headlines for a second how come her and daga can't make it work what's happening
1: well, I mean, there was this uh, tweet that was deleted that Daga posted about cheating. So Tessa is a cheater. We now know this. So Tessa is not to be trusted. In a Does relationship. everyone
0: hate Tessa Blanchard? And I'm just like an ignorant wrestling fan. Like that one black lady was like, she called me the N word. And it, Scott Amore was like, can you just send us some like videotape promos on your iPhone? Malachi
2: Black says Tessa is a slut. She wouldn't send a videotape promo. TWS says our girl is single. V leadings. That's
0: what. That's the other side of this. So now that she's been freed from Daga, for, and by the way, did it matter? We we probably had a shot with without without Daga or with them. Who cares? So Gino, Tessa Blanchard single. She's also single in the rat in the wrestling world. Where do we get Tessa? How come she's not hard to kill? Is she hard to kill? Oh, that'd be sick.
1: That would be sick. That would be amazing, but I don't think she's gonna be hard to kill. Someone is gonna be hard to kill. She does not have a match, but she's gonna be in the post show, like being greeted after it, so it does kind of spoil one match. Is that Tara's gonna be there? So I think we now sadly Mickey James's match and what's going to happen? It's sad. What do you mean? Because Tara's going to be there, makes it seem very obvious that Mickey's losing because her best friend's going to be there. It's going to be a sad moment, and they're going to be able to converse, like hold each other, be like, "This is the end of your career," and her closest friend's going to be there. No,
0: Tara's going to be at ringside, like, and they're going to show her. Like, oh, like here to watch Mickey James and possibly her last match is Lisa Marie and Tara's gonna be there waving and then Mickey's gonna win the belt. You don't think Mickey's winning the belt? She's definitely Deanna's winning the fatal four way. One more match. Deanna and Mickey at Slammiversary. three stages of hell.
1: I and I think if any match gets another match going on, it's gonna be Jordan Grace and Masha, Masha Savage, no Savage, Slam. That's thank what's gonna you. happen. No, Jordan you. is gonna beat Mickey. And Mosh is going to win the face. Even having Deanna on commentary, I was thinking we
0: are wasting our talent. Like this girl, even though like she's not the sexiest, I'll I'll agree. But just like her, the way she carries herself on the microphone, Jordan Grace doesn't have that that hook spa that I'm looking for in a, in a certain wrestler. Deanna comes out and acts like the champion, and meanwhile. Like, I forget Jordan Grace is even the champion. Mickey James, they showed that whole promo thing. Mickey James rules. I can't believe you don't like Mickey James. Did that promo package turn you around a little bit? Like, because I know you're kind of a Mickey James hater, but watching her explain why she wanted to have another run in impact, didn't that make you love her?
1: It did make me love her. And that's why part of me is like, with me seeing that Tara's going to be there and me right after the the show. That it just makes me realize that this might be Mickey's last match, and I in 2023 will be a witness Mickey James' last match wrestling. It's going to be sad, it's going to be emotional, it's going to be a big moment to start off 2023 with her retiring.
0: Yeah, she's probably gonna lose. But either way, like I, I don't think having Lisa Marie there to sign autographs. Hey, hey, Marie, Mar- uh, Lisa, why don't you come down and do an autograph signing? That'll make us some money. Like that's all that that is. They they know that that's another added venue. Like oh, I get to go meet Lisa in person. Like I thought she was so hot, and I watched that video on Xvideos.com slash Gino, and we all know what that video ends with, Gino. You know? So that doesn't spoil anything for me. Um, but. I don't know how you've changed the subject so drastically. Tessa Blanchard. That's what we what happened, Gino? You know? So Tessa, if you're impact wrestling and she's available, why isn't is she is she Joey Ryan? Is she just so
1: blackballed? She is pretty much a heat magnet that some companies are not ready for. Maybe if she does go to an independent promotion, she just like welcomes her and she tries to prove herself again, go all the way back from the bottom and make her way back up. Maybe people will respect her again.
0: I'm not seeing the grits plan. I definitely turn on the grits, Gino. Let's try and fix the grits for our friend Nathan Weller. Um, so but so what about Dilfoy? Is Dilfoy booking Tessa Blanchard? How come some people, like why is she a heat magnet? I don't. I don't understand where where that comes from. Like, is it just, there was that allegation that was never proven true. There was the, I got fired from M Impact because I didn't want to send in videos. Uh,
2: Says, put that shit on.
0: Put that shit on. Thank you. It works, Gino. We fixed it. What is the real problem?
1: I one of the big ones was the one black chick who was working her in New Japan. I in Japan, don't remember who it, was. it was a regular promotion in Japan. And she did call <laughs> her a regular one word just because she got really heated because of fucking spot for whatever reason that she decided to call her the N word. And this other stuff that did come out around that time, like a fuck called Chelsea Green K, uh fucking uh what was her name in fucking Chicken the Hex in NWA, she talked about it. A lot of people like did like the come out about the their issues with Tessa. Marty Bell like I forget, not Marty but the other one part of the Hex. Sienna? Uh, Allison okay Alison again, I guess. Yeah, she spoke out about all this stuff too. Like there was a lot of stuff that came out similar to Joey Ryan that once one domino fell; the rest of it came and fell into place.
0: But isn't it all hearsay? Isn't none of that proven? Like it's all just, oh, well, I said this. Now you said this. Now since they said this, like it's all true. Like what if everybody just had one bad interaction with Tessa? What if me, you, and Tyler all really love Tessa, and then they're like, well, no, she was mean to me. It's like, well, maybe you were. Maybe you did something wrong, Sienna. We've already heard from, uh, Bruce Pritchard, who's never told a lie. He said that uh, she was really difficult to work with when he was in Impact Wrestling.
1: Um, yes, uh, we got to figure this out. Hopefully, again, that's something. Tessa just needs to go learn to hold, work on herself, get back into wrestling, and then prove that she can be that top star again.
0: What like what learn what hold does she need to learn? She has been gone since twenty twenty at least from like the main event or like the main wrestling scene. I don't watch WOW Women of Wrestling with Kevin, although he invited me over. He's like, come over, we'll watch WOW, and I was like, dude, I mean, yeah, so I didn't drive over there. But I think that she's already a proven commodity, and even Kevin in the chat like this as I'm saying that Tessa has nothing to prove or learn. Like, yeah, what she's already her name is Blanchard. She has a great body. She looks like a wrestler. She looks like she can kick your ass. She beat up Sammy Callahan. We saw it at Hard to Kill. So why are we not trying to put her in a promotion? Like, imagine this bullshit. Like, what's this match that we're having in two nights or whatever? Uh, Saraya's trying to find a tag partner. now. She needs a tag partner. now. I'm going to go with Tony Storm, which so would like. What if she brought in Tessa Blanchard? That would have blew our minds. We would have, like, marked out. We would have ripped our shirts off. We definitely need uh, like Tessa in in AEW hanging out with Paige, or we need Tessa in WWE beating up Bianca. There's a lot of good spots for her that I think she could pop a territory, but oh, people said she was mean.
1: I and mean, if anything, I do think she would go to B and be a WWE star before anything. If it was anything else, because AEW with the whole stuff that Tully finally spoke out about, I think they wouldn't respect the Blanchard name like B would.
0: What did Tully say? Why are you always breaking news like I already know the news?
1: I thought you would have like caught up because you did hear about the Stephanie stuff. I thought you would have heard that Tully spoke out about like the AEW release.
0: All right, Gino, you're a wrestling journalist. I want you to tell the audience what happened with uh, with Tully Blanchard.
1: I'm not entirely caught up. I just reread, like, the other I'm almost like a hashtag head. Like, I saw him speaking out. I kind of, like, got a blurb of it. Like, it's just, it seems as though there were just some issues with AEW and Tolly, and they just, I don't understand. Like, it made no sense because, like, I'm trying to, like, think in the time of what was going on with him and FTR, them just quickly getting rid of him, then getting the embassy involved. Like, it made no sense to me. Like, just, when all of this was going on of what he spoke out about.
0: I love that you admitted you're a hashtags and headline guy. That explains a lot about your political views, and I appreciate you for admitting that. W- that you were even like, the kind of man CM Punk is. I like it. Like No, you don't. See, uh, WWE Hall of Famer Tolly Blanchard was prominent on AEW television in the promotion's first couple years. You remember that, Gino?
2: Uh, Malachi Black says, Gino, as a journalist, you need to provide new information to the listeners, not just the headlines. Or
0: even just read, like, do what I, I'm doing. I'm the one I had to Google it real quick. And during an appearance on Arn Anderson, or with Arn Anderson on the two-man power trip podcast, fuck, who took that name, Gino? That should be us. Okay, this is uh, the two-man power trip podcast. My name is Ryan Van Vleet. Joining me is Sonic underscore Gino. Uh, we have Tolly Blanchard here. Tolly how are you? Do you have a Tully impression? Gino, Do you know I don't have one. Uh, he doesn't go into details, but it sounds like it wasn't just that his contract was up. So Tully says, and, and I quote, remember that? Remember Michael Cole? I am no longer with AEW or Ring of Honor or any subs- <laughs> subsidiaries thereof. I love the words people are using today. That sounded pretty legal, didn't it? I would imagine that my wrestling career is probably over other than doing autograph shows and things like we did in Nashville. I don't know how many retirement matches, last matches Rick Flair can have, uh, no, it was a little more complex than his deal expiring, but my contract is up and I'm gone. Uh, he later say he doesn't think that WWE or AEW would have him back, and he wondered where else uh, he would go between those two places. Uh, so then he mentioned, I personally would prefer my last match. Unfortunately, AEW talked me into one, but before that, most of my matches, and I think I, think I only wrestled six or seven times after my full-time career. And people's memories of me, me and Orn, me and the Horseman back in those days when I could actually do it. I mean, I can't do it anymore. I was asked to do my last match with Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. And I said, I'm not going to embarrass myself and go out there and not be able to do what I used to be able to do in those videos. Um, I don't know. What, what do you think? Like, so for him, he, he wanted to have like a dramatic sendoff in AEW.
1: He was always kind of a back character. He wanted to at least have one moment. He probably felt like the FTR. This is the guys we could put me behind, and I can help them. We can have this big moment where I can build pretty much a new four horsemen. And then we do lose, but then like it's because they lose me, and not just because like some stupid emotional thing where it's about family. And you don't care about family; you care about money. Who's wait? Who doesn't do that? Who doesn't care about
0: the the family
1: part? Who doesn't care about the money? Who's this? Tully doesn't care, but like, Tully didn't care about family, cared about money. Remember, FTR cared about family. It was all about family with FTR, but Tully only cared about the money. And he was like, no, you're out because you only care about money. That was that a little weird. Line, think, yeah, and that was barely that was a, a storyline. It was really barely a storyline. It probably
0: was FTR. Somebody didn't like Tully, and they were just thinking, okay, how do we get Tully off of these guys? Uh, and they need mouthpieces. Can we stop pretending that it's going well without Tully Blanchard? Tully added a whole level of they're coming out to the Midnight Express song, they have one half of the brain busters. Like this is a perfect like this is a perfect package that they had. And by perfect, I mean as good as it got for, for FTR. So when they got rid of Tully and they got rid of the pinnacle, like, a lot of that stuff shielded. Like uh, them being part of that whole package was, was a lot more digestible than what we're getting now. So why why get rid of it? That had to be hey we're turning face and we're going to win matches all over the world. We don't want you to kind of muddy the waters. Is that I can't think of any other reason why they would want to get rid of Tolly Blanchard.
1: Yeah, and I'm sure FTR would not want to get rid of Tolly Blanchard. I wanna, I might actually listen to Dax's podcast just to be like maybe he'll talk about Tolly now that Tolly speaking about this to see if Dax had any issue with Tolly or if Tolly left or got his contract expire because of somebody in the back and ate
0: Wait so you don't think that so you're the opposite of me I'm thinking FTR is like hey we got this we don't need some old fuck like we don't want to be known as FTR with Tully Blanchard we want to be known as FTR so I'm thinking that's exactly what happened these are the guys that don't want to lose Like you're thinking it was Tony Khan was like hey no not tonight guys break up
1: that's what I think. I think it's somebody who's winning Tony's ear, like Jericho, who tries to get his <laughs> way be like, no, we don't need Tony anymore. Get rid of Tolly. I can be the mouthpiece. I'm going to be sick of this whole feud with the pinnacle in the inner circle. I can do all the talking for everybody. You, you don't d- need Tully. You Tony yeah. gets out of the picture because of him. It's always Jericho's fault with you. You don't think
0: that FTR went into TK's ear? Like, we're your number one tag team. We sell the most shirts because we're the only shirt available at the merchandise stand you better fucking get rid of Tully Blanchard because we're going to AAA and we're going to win some belts. And then we're going to New Japan and we're going to win some belts. And when you have that Ring of Honor pay-per-view, we're going to win some belts. Like, that's exactly what happened. Tax was in TK's ear uh, smoking weed, eating a sandwich, and he definitely wanted to get rid of Tully Blanchard. And that old pinnacle inner circle thing, they, the, this was after. This was way after when they got rid of Tully. Because then you go into, yeah, Tully Blanchard Enterprises and shit. Like we are definitely past Jericho going, hey, get rid of Tully. If anything, Jericho is like Tully. One more match, you and me, lemonade
1: stand match. Let's do this. And we we gotta figure this out. That's that's why I I figured it it out. Dax's podcast, Dax is gonna tell us the truth. He wouldn't lie. Dax tells the truth, no matter if he gets heat from it or not. So maybe Dax will tell us about Tully and if there was heat with somebody backstage. It was not him or Cash.
0: Rethinking that, I listened to that. the The only one of the only two episodes of the oral sessions that I've ever listened to was that AOP episode. Those guys were so full of shit, right? N- now, like years removed, thinking about everything was like, no, they were definitely. They made a cryptocurrency. Like everything about what they were doing was so sketchy. They were like I'm watching this Netflix documentary about uh, Bernie Madoff where it's like a Ponzi scheme. They were definitely just having people buy their cryptocurrency and then they told the wrestlers they were going to be paid with like this crypto money and then it all fell through and it's like hey, what? Thank you so much Scott Steiner. That's amazing. So I don't know Gino, I'm I'm the more I listen to the two man power sh- the two why is it this name? Two Man Power Trip of Wrestling Podcast. You, isn't that people already know? You don't have to put of wrestling, right?
1: I. They just want to make sure in case they still, still has license.
3: To that shit on the license. Uh,
1: to the amazing tag team that was stole Cold a Triple
0: H. The TMPT. When you really look back, they were only together for like two months, right? Hunter tore the quad real quick after that.
1: Yeah, he did. They just didn't know what to do after that. Like, Stone Cold turned here. We had Stone Cold Triple H, and then they didn't know. They almost soon quickly had to turn Stone Cold babyface. I
0: hated that heel turn for, for Austin. Like, I remember watching that WrestleMania so confused by that ending. And people still say, greatest WrestleMania ever. And I think it was just wrestling at the time was so hot. Like, WCW was gone. ECW was gone like this is just the culmination of pretty much the Attitude Era this, this felt like the, the season finale of the Attitude Era and it was culminated with fucking Austin turning. what the fuck so Gino let's get back to some important wrestling okay WWE sucks I don't know how we keep getting dragged back into it Tully Blanchard sucks I don't know has he ever been an impact no why do we give a fuck I think he was actually wasn't he didn't, didn't Tully Blanchard Enterprises make a Make a, a, a debut or something in Impact and they get involved.
1: I don't recall Gates of Agony or Brian Cage or any part of like the embassy or anybody getting involved when Tolly was came in. So no, I don't oh. believe Tolly Blanchard Price ever showed up, but we did have the Hardy party in Impact. Though.
0: Yes, we did have that's pretty much the only like AEW crossover besides the Kenny Omega stuff, right? It was when we got the Hardy party. Uh, we got our good friends Isaiah Cassidy and Mark Quinn—they suck, right? You know, are we kind of? Even they've kind of realized that we've already hit our ceiling, right?
1: I and mean, they hit their ceiling because the Young Bucks put themselves over, and we never got the real match where they put over Party I uh, the Party and made them bigger. So it's I think it's because it's too little, too late now. After Young
2: Bucks. Now, Lock, Black buried. says, Hardy's revenge, "Hardy's revenge."
1: Hardy's
0: revenge. Hardy's revenge. Hardy's revenge. Still the greatest moment in Impact. Re- See, Impact Wrestling gives moments like that. Okay, you guys can talk about you thump your Bible talking about John three sixteen. Austin three sixteen says, "I just whipped your." nobody remembers that everybody remembers hardy's revenge hardy's revenge so gino let's get into this card you're gonna be there i watched the go home to the go home show of impact wrestling a lot of confusion on my part by the way because i haven't watched in a few weeks i watched that josh alexander mike bailey thing and i thought this is the greatest show in the history of professional wrestling and then i didn't watch ever again because it's professional wrestling all right because it's in back wrestling so this card has its flaws i'm going to throw that out there i did watch this go into the go home show joe henry is involved i want to let me just say that joe henry and moose is either the greatest villain in wrestling history or he's a fucking idiot H- joe henry though henry said this his Dusty Rhodes impression Joe Henry baby I'm never going to say your name correctly baby why does he constantly call him Joe Henry can he not fucking figure this out
1: because the whole gimmick you don't understand Joe Henry say his name and he appears he doesn't want to say his name because he doesn't want to appear this loser does not need the fucking TV time he doesn't deserve it Moose just wants to fucking beat the shit out of him and he's the best villain because Joe Henry's the best babyface.
0: I got to. I got to make sure he says it because he did say he made that comment at the end of this really bad promo, and he's like, "All I have to do is say your name," and that's that was, that was kind of his like, "Oh, you said the name, Joe." So he was saying it incorrectly the entire time because he knew once he said Hendry, it, he was gonna show up. Is that
1: what you're saying? Because that's not what happened. That is part of what happens. Whatever you say, Joe Hendry or his name, he does show up, and it makes it's weird. Joe Hendry is the best. No,
0: he's awful. Like, that's that's why I hate this show. So Joe Hendry is a guy that I remember, what was that show that, uh, What Culture Pro Wrestling? That was a thing, right? Is that WCPW?
1: Yeah, WCPW, and then they were like Defy Defiant. Defiant, that's but what it's before called. before that, ICW as well.
0: I watched some Defiant Pro Wrestling, and he was on that, and he was one of the main guys. Um, and I just remember thinking, this guy sucks, but he probably can develop and turn into something. But – dancing moose so you were excited to show me this by the way like you sent me this Like you got to watch dancing moose but let me find out where he, let me scroll back let's scroll back
3: a little and i'm gonna wipe that stupid smile off your face i'm gonna take you to hell and back and i'm gonna have a damn lovely good time doing it in fact this job is going to be so easy.
0: This video has 220 likes on Impact, by the way, on YouTube, by the way.
3: I don't want to wait too hard to kill. And I've learned something the last few weeks. All
0: right, here you go, Gino. This is your part.
3: Get a fight with Joe Henry. All I have to do is one simple thing. All I have to do is say his name.
0: He never said Joe Hendry. He just kept calling him Joe Henry. Joe Henry this, Joe Henry that, Joe Henry this, Joe Henry that. Like it was really cringe because now here comes Joe Hendry, big old smile on my face, big old smile on my face. So, this guy this guy's awful, Gino, but you like this guy, right?
1: He's entertaining. He's really what be the best part of entertainment in Impact. He's basically the sports entertainer of Impact. He's the Johnny
0: Swinger for you. He's your new Johnny Swinger. Like every once in a while, you gotta have some comedic relief. So that's this guy fulfills that role.
4: There is that
0: part was kind of cool. It was like he was already there. He just appeared. They played the song really fast.
4: Worse than a grumpy moose. (laughs)
0: <laughs> Woo! because i'm eating the same you co- know when you go you better be rowdy as fuck this crowd is asleep they were in fort lauderdale and like i thought Fort like when i think of fort lauderdale i think of fucking a raucous crowd these guys were sleeping through this whole episode which i imagine means the go home show is going to be a hell of a snooze fest as well what how many people are in this building do you think
1: I'm not sure how many people, but with them taping, again, yeah, they like tape multiple weeks of an event. So, like, they probably are like, this is the second episode, or a second episode's worth, like, later in the show. It's like, they probably are tired, but they are still want like be hyped up. For the bigger moments, like seeing Josh Alexander or Speedball Mike Bailey wrestling. You better be worse than me when I was,
0: or better than me at least, when I was at AEW. I want to hear like a,
3: whoa, let's go, Joe Hendry.
0: Like, I want to hear some of that shit from you in the crowd.
4: Cry for help that I
2: heard before. Heard you
0: before. About- so he's also from DWF another country.
2: says the terrorists bought WWE and are holding U.S. all hostage this time.
0: Is that what's going on in Saudi Arabia? Are they going back, Gino? Isn't that, aren't, isn't WrestleMania in Saudi Arabia or something next year, they were saying?
1: Maybe it will. We won't be in Hollywood like we're being told. It's going to be in Saudi Arabia, Hollywood. No, no, no.
0: I'm no. the one after. I know this one's for sure is in Los Angeles. Is The Rock coming back? He's pretty yoked. He looks like he could do another match, Gino. With Vince McMahon returning to the helm, you know he's got The Rock's number.
1: Yeah, he's got the rock's number. We gotta see what happens. He also has Brock's number. We can have the unsanctioned match like that fake spoiled leak. Rest of card is with Gunther versus Brock. I WrestleMania. That would be sick.
4: About being the hero, you and don't... then the villain, and then the scumbag? That's not the real moose. The real moose is in here. And I think if you let. You these love this shit, you know? See the real moose, they'd really like you.
1: Everyone does the look here.
4: So tonight, why don't we let the moose loose?
1: That
0: belt is so pointless. Andrew- the digital media championship. Like, when they announced that, we all laughed. And it kind of... I know they wanted now to Lock have, like... Now,
2: Black says, fucking hell, this sucks.
0: Dude, it's even worse because it's in a fucking garage. There's nobody there. Like, uh... That belt, when they introduced it, was like, oh, yeah, well, we have BTI, which is on YouTube. We have the YouTube. Like, if you're a member of Ultimate Insiders, like I am, you do get notifications like, you know, uh, Joe Hendry defends his title at some other independent wrestling promotion. So, like, the title kind of travels all throughout digital media. But uh, it's still like a just – can't we just have, like,
1: an intercontinental title? Why do we have to have a digital media championship? It's because we need to have something that's not just the internet title, because other promotions have the internet title, but no other promotions have a digital media world champion like Joe Hendry and McAdoo is
4: going to help you do that because I want to help you, Moose. I've gone to a lot of trouble to help you show the real Moose. I have written you a song. See, they
0: should be way more louder. Like They're like me. They don't know who Joe Hendry is. They're like, okay, I'm trying to figure out why he's got a belt trying to figure out who he is
4: new entrance music to show the real moose now who wants to hear it
0: they got they popped for that let's
4: take a listen
0: let's go football podcasters you might want to be here live for that one i don't know you know this sucks like I, it's not funny it's just cringe and we're all just sitting even the crowd there's one guy who's like Ha-ha! like you know that's just ray walled off headset
1: yeah they were enjoying it because it's just a making fun of moose especially this great match with sam and when he did spear himself into a trash can
0: <laughs> no you I said that one guy was laughing and go, yeah, they're enjoying it. No, one guy's enjoying it. The rest of us are like, oh my gosh. Yeah, I believe Moose dancing. This was not good.
1: It was entertaining. It was entertaining.
3: Woo!
0: Dan-sing, moose. Dancing moose! Dancing moose! You better be going ape shit when you're there. I'm just let me can I make that more clear? You better be freaking out when you're there.
1: It's gonna be a great time when I'm there. We're gonna see how things. So. so I do work the day that same day, nine to three. If I recall. don't yeah, give a nine fuck. To three. So once I get there, go into the venue after like hopefully get there like an hour, an hour and a half before seven thirty when the pre show does start. So I can hopefully meet some wrestlers, buy some merch, and be hyped up for this amazing card that I get to. You're see. You're not already hyped day. up. I'm gonna be even more hyped because I'll be there in the moment, oh, okay. especially with these two pre-show matches. I'm just really, really dude. I'm fucking
0: fired up. There might be a companion. I don't do. I mean, it's on a Friday night, which is like the worst night for wrestling. That's not SmackDown. Why do they do it on Fridays now? Is it because they got burned once by AEW and they're like they'll never do a pay-per-view on a <laughs> Triple H is running. It, they'll never run a pay-per-view on a uh, on a Friday. So that has to be what happened, right?
1: It's they just do it now. It's just like what they're accustomed to. It's, going to be spe- it's always special. It's Friday night specials. No one cares about SmackDown. It's all the same garbage anyway. Impact Wrestling, realizing you know, Friday, people can go out on a Friday night, come see a wrestling show, and have some amazing wrestling content.
0: 13 people are going to go to this show with Eugenio, and the rest of us are going to be at home watching as the Death Dolls. Jessica Havoc, your favorite. Rosemary, your other favorite. Ty Valkyrie, my favorite. Who, out of these three, which OnlyFans have you seen the most of?
1: I there's only one of them that has an OnlyFans. That's Jessica.
0: Oh, I thought Taya had one too. She has like one of those things. It's like a subscribe, like a fan crater or something. She's got one where she's got racy photos as well, Gino. How's the Jessica Havoc one? Do you like that OnlyFans? Uh,
1: i have not checked out jessica evick's only fans but what i at least like is that rosemary courtney rush does not i want she has a respectable person her and Whoa. andrew everett have a great relationship and she does not need to go on only Damn, they're great relationship. damn
0: dude burn you're burning everyone one of the only fans shots fired at jordan grace your diva of the year just they're taking on giselle shaw savannah evans and tasha steals with with jay vidal I've seen him wrestle before. I didn't realize how, like, his character. Malachi
2: Black says Mike Jackson the UFC fighter.
0: Yeah, I saw this name, Mike Jackson. That's not the UFC fighter, right, You know, That's somebody else.
1: No, it's Action Mike Jackson. He's a professional wrestler. He's wrestled for so long. And he actually wrestled Macaroni at the last GCW show I was at, where he wrestled some old dude. We're like, who's this guy? Action Mike Jackson. He's been wrestling for Is decades. he black?
0: Is he a black dude?
1: No, he's a white dude. Oh, he okay. actually wrestled also on Impact. He wrestled Johnny Swinger two years ago, or like twenty twenty.
0: Oh, because I saw it when I went to the Blood Hunter show, where Blood Hunter almost murdered that referee. There was a guy named Action Something, and he was a he's been wrestling for forty years. So okay, Death Dolls versus the versus the two chicks and Giselle Shaw. Who you think's
1: winning, Gino? Well, I think especially since it is the numbers game. The numbers game is against the Death Dolls because of Jay. And Jay is a really good, talented performer. He's pretty good. He's even more talented... In Caleb with the K. So I feel like with them having someone in their corner will not give them enough of an advantage, and Death Dolls are still going to win, especially now they have new merchandise in the form of actual dolls that people can buy. How, so does death your, dolls are how does your brain work?
0: Why did you just take a shot at Caleb with a K for like no reason? Like there's not even a comparison to be made. Are you saying because he was a manager for the influence, much like Jay is a manager for this team? That's why it's similar, and Jay's better. Like, where did that come from? Shots fired.
1: I was making a. You understood the reference was because the influence were not able to beat Jessica and Rosemary before, so they will. This new team of Tasha, Savannah, who cannot get along at all, it seems now, and now Giselle Shaw is just going to be a wedge driving between the two and savannah evans is going to be a single star no longer with savannah it's dacha Steele's after this just night.
0: a phenomenal brain there gino i'm fast that's why you're a wrestling journalist uh alan angels i think that's who's in this match taking on bupender gujar taking on kushida which wow like remember how excited everybody was like he's leaving wwe it's gonna be great here he is on the pre-show uh mike bailey the biggest name in this fucking comp biggest name in this fucking company He's on the pre show against a guy named Mike Jackson. What are you doing? And then Yuya Yamura. This sounds shitty, Gino. You can show up late. Um Mike Bailey
1: this is going to be a great match and I do feel what's going to happen is because this whole storyline we have going on with Mike Bailey and Kenny King and the match is sadly not happening at the shows you see yeah. It's happening later on in the month but it's going to be an amazing fight they're going to have this pit fight that I'm so hyped for as well but I know like Maybe, just maybe, I'll get to see Kenny King. They're costing Mike Bailey this match. And action, Mike Jackson, the 70-year-old, is going to have the big win, bigger than Ric Flair's retirement Why
0: match. Why would they not have Mike Bailey versus Kenny King on this match? pay-per-view they they just i just watched kenny king beat up mike Bailey's students in the fucking fakest hallway we gotta watch more impact impact wrestling's the best Gino, you know how come when you go to mike bailey's wrestling school it's just in a closet what was that about
1: it's just a very special closet that everyone wishes they could be and i want to be in this special hallway because it's the best school i think is out there it's the best segment i love King. he's so good But like just is it just a lack of giving a
0: shit like what is this little room that they cram these bros into and said okay we're gonna pretend that this is a wrestling school oh i better be able to find this where the fuck was it you know it's so shitty oh here it is this is great oh what's, he's not here
3: where's people at man come on he's the- not here and you need to
4: get out of here
0: what is this room this is so not a speedball training dojo there's a ufc fit it's hot i'm tired it's late let's go that's not speedball speedball's a lot more internal what is this shit do you know where honestly where do you think this is though this is not in quebec
1: this has to be some studio. It might be out, It might be in Japan. I don't remember where he was. He was in Mexico a few weeks ago, apparently. Then he's in Montreal, Quebec, just two weeks later. And I don't know where he really is, but some studio where all these jobbers, this nice local talent, gets to be able to get a payday, thanks to Kenny King.
0: Well, so Speedball, he's from Quebec, so I would imagine if he had a school. And remember, he, did, he couldn't come to America for like four years because he was in Quebec. So... I'm imagining it's a shoot that he that he lives and he's like from Quebec. Yeah, uh, Nathan in the chat. This is downtown Chicago, or this. I'm thinking this is just in Fort Lauderdale. They filmed this like the same day they were shooting the rest of the show. No one has like like a Canadian oh, accent.
4: Boy, please don't pump up your chest out like that at me before I came in. Do you know who I am? Just, anyway, anyway, I want to see. I want to see what's going
0: on. This the show's awesome, of, Gino. Keys to victory.
2: Oh,
4: this
0: is awesome, Gino! Clothesline! Look at this chick, she's gonna try Damn, and get he is him. So
1: good. Oh shit, sleeper. Will he she's do got him. Out of it.
0: What's up with this big dude? He's just like watching. I got you. you're safe. <laughs> he even play I... for his spot picking. He even, go, he even says, I got you, you're safe. Wait, I wanted to read all those, you know. What do you think the, the other things to, to victory were? I don't know.
1: We got to try to read what are the keys to victory, S- the speedball keys. Just
0: imagine you pay money to go to Speedball's training class. He's not there, number one. And as far as decor, there's just a fucking poster from Dollar now, Tree on the says, wall. says,
2: why did Kenny struggle to pick up that girl? What a bum.
0: He's getting old, Nathan. Give him a break. Uh, like, Imagine going to like, oh, I'm going to go to speedball school, and all the all it is is just a fucking poster with some Sharpie that just says Keys to Victory.
1: It'd be the best school to go to because at least you'd be motivating with that post be like, you know, Speedball isn't here, but in spirit he's here because he spent that money and spent that time on making that poster.
0: All I know is, is after watching that beatdown, all I want to see is a fight pit. You know, that's all I want
3: to see. I Walks out.
0: I don't know why we now have to go through some nonsense. Why don't we get to watch? All right, here we go. It's like right after. <laughs> we go to commercial. We come back. Excuse me, Mike, what what's what the reaction then? you wanted to make me angry? Congratulations, you've done it. You came into
1: my home, my dojo, roughed up my students, any of which has more heart than you. You don't want another wrestling match? That's fine. We can have a pit fight. We'll take the ropes down, we'll
3: tape up, knockout submission and we'll see which one of us walks out
0: what do you think gino how come that's not happening at the fucking pay-per-view i'd pay to watch that i'd pay 40.99 to watch that
1: we all would pay money to watch and that's why i'm excited for it but they want to really hype us up even more to have this moment be like the paper is going to type us up even more for this match where speedball might cut a promo willing to beat the fuck out of kenny king ray for this fight pit so Katie King's getting involved. Mike
0: Bailey's not going to win. I think the victory does go to like a Mike Jackson or maybe even to like a Kushida or a Gujar. Um, who gives a shit? It's fucking pre-show. All right, Gino, let's get to the main card. So this is when you're gonna stop dicking around. You already bought your merch. Um, this match, you know, I bet you were excited for. How awesome was it when Rich Swann was yelling like, I'm gonna kill you to to Steve Macklin. How great is impact?
1: And yeah, Mac, it's amazing, and I'm just looking forward to this Falls Count Anywhere match that could go on all day with Rich Swan and fucking Macklin. It's gonna be an amazing all day and all night long contest. That maybe even during the Bully Ray, Josh and main event, we'll get the finish to this match. that's Falls Count Anywhere, anytime, all night long. Dude, that's Rich exciting. Swan might be my favorite wrestler. Like, just look at his
0: face. Like everything is like he just he doesn't get it.
4: Tonight,
1: Oh, Gino, are you pumped? How pumped are you? I'm excited. I'm so pumped to go all night long for this fucking false. Get match that Rich one gets to tell us about. So Hold on, wait. Let me, we got to show like the fart
0: because to be honest, Macklin is kind of a good job. I, I kind of believe him throughout this brawl. Going right back after
4: SWAT. And now officials out here, security to try to pry these two apart. yeah like i'll fuck you up
0: i'll kill you like he's like being legit and then they just show rich and
4: it's like uh, and rich Swan. <sighs>
0: dude fucking hard to kill's is gonna be sick
1: i can't believe you get to go who's winning this match you know i and i gotta say like he Could do with a big W right here. I think Rich Swan will go all night and have this big win over Steve Macklin. Really? Because isn't isn't all of this just. Sadly, aren't we building
0: towards Macklin versus Josh Alexander like a big singles title feud? Like, don't they view Macklin as one of their top guys, even though he's not? Like, Like, I guess for them, he's been. He's a top guy, but he's been booked perfectly as a heel that you can definitely just imagine. Like, he even says he's on his path to become. Uh, An Impact. I almost yawned while I said that. You know, it made me so tired. He's on his way to become an Impact Wrestling World Champion. So if he's going to do that, he needs to beat former champions, i.e. Rich Swan. Isn't this the night where he finally gets one up on his friend Rich?
1: This could be that night, but at the same time, I feel like this could be a night Rich Swan proves himself again why he was former Impact World's champion. While Josh Alexander is on his path of beating almost every Impact World champion that he could face, and the next one will be Rich Swan after he beats Bully Ray. All right, so I'm going to go with Steve Macklin. It's false
0: Count anywhere that leaves room for shenanigans. Tag him and bag him, boys. Macklin's getting a big victory. Uh, The Digital Media Championship, we didn't really pick a winner for that. Moose versus Joe Hendry. This should be on the pre-show because it's the Digital Media Championship. They show it on digital media platforms such as BTI, such as YouTube. It's on their app, I think. So, for some reason, this one you have to pay to watch. Bullshit. Um, Is Moose winning the belt? Can't you see... Like, Moose doesn't really gain anything being the digital media championship. But Joe Hendry is a babyface that I don't really give a shit about. But wouldn't you book him to win a big match like this just so maybe people like me would care about him?
1: This would be the moment to like make people believe even more, Joe Hendry, that he could be a champion by beating Moose. But at the same time, I feel that this could be the time Moose wins this title and then throws in the garbage. We don't have the digital media championship <laughs> anymore because Moose just throws it away. No one wants this garbage. He
0: cashes it in for another world title match or some shit. Cause, or he walks around with the old TNA belt one more time. I think, he, I think Joe Hendry wins. I think they have a little... They're happy that they got Joe Hendry. Like I'm not. I don't think Joe is very good, but I haven't seen that much of him. Maybe this is an opportunity. Hey, let's. He could mix it up with a former world champion, probably our top heel in the company, in, in a lot of regard, other than Bully Ray. But probably our top long-term permanent employee heel that we can use to maybe put over a couple baby faces like a Joe Hendry. And who's to say Joe Hendry keeps the belt here and Moose doesn't just beat the shit out of? anybody else next week, and he can be in the title picture again. It doesn't matter. So I'm going to pick Joe Hendry for this one. Um, Fatal four-way to determine the number one contender to the Impact Knockouts World Championship. Now, this is an odd one. I even see, I saw Taylor Wilde the other day. She looks different. Masha Samovich, I think, is one of the worst, But she, and she also just lost. So I know it's not the go-home show, but – Watching Masha lose after the amount of momentum they put behind her kind of was like a red flag for me. Oh no, Masha's gonna win and we're finally gonna get Masha and Mickey. Uh, Killer Kelly is always a she there's always the option she's gonna win, but they don't have a ton behind her, right? They had those vignettes and they it seemed like they were gonna do something. What are your thoughts on Killer Kelly's run thus far?
1: I mean, she still has a streak going on. That's the whole other big thing. Yeah. Masha's streak did end, but Killer Kelly is undefeated still. So I think this could be the time that could pull the trigger on her winning. Because either she wins or she doesn't get pinned. And I I don't think Masha's going to get pinned in this match. Taylor, she could get pinned even though she has this new character, this new gimmick, the stomp that's kind of sick. But like, I and Deanna, I don't think it's going to get pinned. So if anyone gets pinned... Maybe Taylor would give you the one that takes the pin. If Killer Kelly is not gonna somehow have this fatal four be your first loss.
0: Taylor's the forty year old, so I guess if you weren't gonna put somebody over, like you might as well pin her. It's not elimination. If it was elimination that might be a little more enticing for me to make like a like, oh, the, you gotta get down to Deanna versus Masha, and Deanna finally beats her or, or Masha be Tiana needs a win. Come on. They booked this woman as their like th- this is their new Gail Kim, Mickey James. And she has she wasted away last year. Chelsea Green and the the tag team that, that no longer exist. I don't even know who the cha- Death Dolls are the champs, right? So like that whole title run was so forgettable. I think Deanna needs a huge win, and then you can put her up against Jordan, up against Mickey, however, which way you want to do that. I think if you go with Killer Kelly, it's like, oh, well, who get like Killer Kelly and Jordan Grace? You can get to that match any anywhere down the road. Masha versus Jordan, we just watched. I'm not against seeing Masha Mickey because that would kind of make sense. Like if Mickey does pull off this victory and she's going to have a little bit more of a run. Why not put over Masha who had to put over Jordan already? So that would be a huge feather in the cap of Masha. Like I did what you couldn't do. I beat Mickey James for the belt and you lost your belt to Mickey. Having said all that, Diana
1: Perazzo, she's the she's the virtuosa. She is, especially, like, she was the best part of commentary during that match, even though, like, Malachi Black stomp, says give
2: the belt to Angelina Love. Good call.
1: That one fucking spot they should have actually put more emphasis on is that fucking stomp against the ropes that she did, like, Kelly Kelly did, like, no, Tasha Taylor did. But, like, I I don't want to bet against Killer Kelly because I think this could be their time. They're going to mm-hmm. pull the trigger on her, being at least in that title picture. But I got to say that maybe Deanna will win and pin, pin Taylor Wilde. Wow. Oh,
0: this is a tough one because it is just a fatal four-way. They could get a title match next week. It could be at that New Year's Revolution premium live event they're doing, which, by the way, how did they get that name? I, don't, I know that we had a WWE New Year's Revolution. Is that just something that the trademark expired and they hopped on it? Or, like, how did they get that?
1: I, they just got it because maybe it's spelled differently than how Davey spelled Revolution. I don't know. No, it's I just look, New Year's Revolution, the exact it, same spell. They just have it. It's just an Impact Wrestling monthly event that's not even going to be a view. it's their premium uh pay, yeah. what's it called monthly impact plus slash impact ultimate insider events that's what they call it they
0: call it that really long
1: thing you're right i think they just call it their monthly impact plus event i think that's what it's kind of called
0: but i'm gonna go ahead and say diana wins this match because i i can just if i'm booking for tna i'm booking long-term And I could see value in a Deanna-Jordan-Grace rivalry. You don't have to have this match immediately. You don't have to have it at New Year's Revolution. You could wait until uh, Rebellion in April. Like You can drag something out with Deanna because at least she'll be back in kind of the main title picture. And I would love it if it was her and Mickey again. I don't know if that's going to be the case. Um, I do think Mickey might be riding off into the sunset finally, but uh, that's just – I would love a Deanna because Deanna never really got the comeuppance on Mickey. So what better way to finally move on from like the Mickey James era than to give Deanna a huge win over her, not at the farm. Uh, Trey Miguel's defending his title against black Tarou. Uh, they're hyping black to up like an X division guy. He had a pretty nice match with Anthony green, who we, we you and I both know as August gray. Um, <laughs> Anthony green, by the way, I don't know why such a great name, such a plain vanilla name, but it's better than August gray. And it, it was cool to see him in Impact. I think he's going to fit in really nicely. Uh, does he get involved in this match? Because Trey Miguel did attack him after the Black Taru versus Anthony Green match. Does Crazy Steve get involved? Trey Miguel kind of sucks as this villain, but I, they're trying it out, damn it.
1: They are trying now. At least it's something different than just the fucking weed smoker dude he was, and then like kind of floundered. Now he at least has a reason for the whole spray paint shit he does, and he's a tagger. He's just a an asshole. And I kind of dig at least that he has character. He's trying to be something different. But yeah, I do feel like he's probably gonna get the win because there's gonna be so much shenanigans with the retrosexual August Gray, yeah. Anthony Green coming back out. But like, what I would love and what they should do is. Get through with this whole Anthony Green stuff and have Anthony Green fight and have a long term story with Johnny Swinger. I think that would be the greatest huh. thing we could do with that bag right now. To have that be how Johnny Swinger gets those fifty wins so he could get a world title opportunity. They need to get uh they, they
0: could pull like uh somebody comes into Johnny Swinger's office and is like, By the way, you have a son and we find out later it's Anthony Green. Like it just ma- it writes itself, Gino. The Motor City Machine Guns, Chris Saban and Alex Shelley, the N- the NJPW Strong Champions, which I, I saw Chris Saban holding that blue belt in the graphic, and I thought, what the fuck is that thing? Uh, Heath Slater and Rhino, they're going to be teaming up against the major players. Your boy, Matt Cardona, my boy, Brian Myers, against the Bullet Club, Ace Austin and Chris Bay, who I forget are, are still... I know that this whole Bullet Club thing was supposed to put them over, but it feels like kind of a hindrance now. Like, I thought Madman Fulton and Ace Austin was a bigger deal than the Bullet Club. So um, do you, so it's it's a pay-per-view. We, there's major players. There's always rumors of Cardona leaving. Like He's even rumored to still be in the Royal Rumble. The Bullet Club could use this because aren't they also tag champs? Aren't they also the, the – no, they're not the junior heavyweight champs. They could be if they wanted to be. Um, I don't know who wins. Motor
1: City Machine Guns. Who cares? And this is going to be, I think, one of the matches of the night. This is a match of the night that I'm going to be excited to see. Having all these amazing, talented performers, especially being able to see Chris Sabin actually wrestle live in front of my face. Just the two greatest of all time. That so many wrestlers t- owe so much from the Motor City Machine Guns and taking so much from them. Like Jargarano is basically Alex Shelley. <laughs> so there's a lot that I'm just excited to see, and I'm just so hyped to see live for the first time Alex, Shirley, Chris Saban. And I feel that this is going to be the time they do drop at least these tag team titles to the Bullet Club's Ace Austin, Chris Bay, they're back in the States.
0: It makes sense. Like, they need wins because I don't really see them. I, I haven't watched Impact a ton, but I don't really see them as even a viable tag team or a viable threat. Like, they did show a promo package on that uh, – the – the josh alexander versus speedball episode and it was just uh, literally a video package of them in japan beating tag teams like that was all it was was them as a junior heavyweight tag team beating people so it was legitimizing them as a tag team like i guess they like if they come back and win and i I would love to watch a long-term feud with ace austin and Bay versus saban and shelly that'd be a lot of fun heath and rhino rhino said he was going to retire like Three years ago, did. COVID just totally changed that. Like, nope, I'm wrestling
1: forever, baby. These
0: impact people are paying me 80 grand a year to fake fight.
1: Yeah, and that's the thing. I'm actually now reminded, like, I'm gonna be able to see Heath and Rhino. This is just gonna be an amazing night Friday. Just all this amazing talent and Rhino being the man. It's gonna be great.
0: How much does a guy like Rhino make, do you think? I know that we don't really talk impact wrestling salaries, but it's just shocking to me that there's guys like. Like, Rhino, that are still doing it. And even Impact Wrestling itself, you have to imagine, like, these guys aren't making the most money while they're there. Um, and that's why so many people just leave, because you and I are always complaining about that, or at least I am. Christian Cage... Oh my gosh, Christian Cage is number 1. TNA Impact Wrestling salaries. Here's the 10 highest paid wrestler salary and net worth. Christian Cage's income for this is for 2021, I believe. He was making around 650,000. He also is the current reigning Impact Wrestling Championship. Um his salary is expected to be around 150,000. Sammy Callahan, his expected salary is rough, roughly around 120,000. I mean, that's good money. You know, I, I'm a salesman. That's really good money if you're just Sammy Callahan and you're working for Impact. Like, if you're assuming you maybe do two appearances a month, just as far as wrestling goes, like, they film most of that shit real quick. You get one pay-per-view a month. So, that, I mean, that's good money. Um, Eric Young, his salary around 110000 Doc Gallows 100000 Carl Anderson, $100,000. Um, Tommy Dreamer, 80000 Rhino, 70000 Okay, so I was kind of right. I said 80000 to go wrestle here. Um, and Kevin in the chat, he says, that's terrible for a god like sammy callahan sammy callahan loses 30 pounds you know
1: he's main event picture again he is main event picture again that's what we're gonna do with solomon Crow. he will be in the main event one more time
0: one more one more time dude his promo even though he just cut a promo he was like talking like i want to be a part of the design like he was cutting that promo remember i did a I i did just a great impression um like even that, I was like, "Gosh, you're so big now." He wasn't always that big, Gino. We we saw him hanging out in the in the mirror and NXT. Now Lock High
2: Black says, "Doesn't that say something about your company if Sammy Callahan is the second highest wrestler?" What a shit company. <laughs> Sammy
0: Callahan is the probably the best part of Impact. It it is weird. Like someone who did, like when I wasn't really watching Impact, I was with Nathan. I was like, "Dude, Sammy's the worst." But now that I watched the program long term, when he was gone, remember he was hurt? I was like bummed out. I just thought, man, this show needs Sammy Callahan. We need thumbs up, thumbs down. What does that
1: mean, by the way? Is that just a Batista thing? It might also be like a ratings thing because, again, he was about the whole ICU. He was all about like, being a hacker, being all about the numbers. It's like sometimes they will go up, but then he chooses for them to go down. That you're going to go down. You're a loser. And that's why I'm just so excited for this Thursday. where We're going to find out, will he shave his head? Will he have this new look and join the design? Or is this going to be a oh. trap that sets up for a match for one more match, 11 matches on Hard to Kill? So this
0: pay this card needs You don't have a healthy Sammy Callahan and not put him on your pay per view. So I agree that they should be adding matches. Who did you pick for this? You're going Bullet Club.
1: I am going Bullet Club. I think Ace Sauce Chris Bay is tag team chance would be a perfect moment. They're finally back in the states. They could work full time in the states now.
0: I'm going Motor City Machine Guns. I don't know why. Makes no sense. Jonathan Grett. This is the fucking Gino Invitational Bros. Jonathan Gresham versus Eddie Edwards. This is, like, this is it, man. This is, like, the worst thing all happening at once. Your two favorites, my two least favorites. Jonathan Gresham wrestled like he was, like, a god this past Thursday on, on uh, I was going to say SmackDown. This past Thursday on Impact, it was so, like, cringe for me. Someone who's not a Jonathan Gresham guy to watch him beat a jobber, and he was so excited about it. Like, look at my moves. I'm so good at this. I hope Eddie Edwards beat the fuck out of him with a kendo stick, but you know Jonathan is going to win.
1: No, I feel it's going to be taking back what's his. Eddie Edwards is going to come out. And he's going to win this amazing contest, and Kenny might get involved even. But Kenny Edwards is going to have the big win. He's going to be using his great theme song because he's the best theme song.
3: <laughs> what's
0: mine? So, uh, so that, you like this music, by the way. All of that music is like 04, 05, like just kind of like new metal after it was done being new. Like You're a big fan of like Three Days Grace, I feel.
1: Of course, I love Three Days Grace and Downstate. That's what I love about the whole Matt Cardona, Brian Myers, major player Steven's. Yeah. It's Downstate and the Brian Myers group, that dude together. And it's just so fucking great. Butt Rock's amazing. It is very Butt Rock
0: of you. I agree. Jordan Grace, Mickey James, you kind of already gave your take. This is like, they that promo package they did of Mickey was also like. In my head, oh, well, she's retiring. Like, that's why they're doing this whole drawn-out story. Like, when they did the baby face Bobby Roode promo, when they did the baby face Josh Alexander, like, here's my family, here's me training. Like, they're building it up so, you, like, oh, well, obviously he's going to win. Mickey going through her career and, like, telling that story is making me think she's obviously going to lose. I don't think that Lisa Marie being there is really going to be a, a telltale sign that she's losing, but I think – just the way they're setting this whole thing up is so much. They didn't do that for any of the other last rodeo matches. Here we are. But you can also say "Say she wins this. Can't you see Tom Hannafin going, Mickey James is hard to kill oh this is gonna be a great show mickey james is winning gino i'm not gonna root for jordan grace jordan grace is a vanilla champion she's not moving the needle nobody cares we want mickey james to have that belt she brings prestige and honor to it and when she fights Deanna at new year's revolution you know how pumped we're gonna be
1: we're all going to be pumped for whoever Deanna's going to fight New Year's Revolution, but I do feel that Jordan Grace is going to have this big W, and Mickey James is going to have her final rodeo. It's <laughs> going to be a sad moment, but it's going to be an amazing contest back and forth that we've been waiting all this time, this last rodeo, to see when it will end. It sadly has to end eventually at one point.
3: Put that shit on! <laughs> That shit on. Thank
0: you,
1: Nathan. I appreciate that. Now,
0: let's move to the main event. Meat and potatoes. Chino, this is it. All that other shit was like just fucking appetizers. Bully Ray is back in Impact Wrestling. He returned at Bound for Glory, won the Call Your Shot, and here he is taking on Josh Alexander. He beat up Scott Demore. He beat up. Uh, what's They keep saying Josh Alexander's wife' name like I'm supposed to remember it. What's her name?
1: It's Jade something Jade. No, it's that's like it. They just keep saying
0: Jade, like she's Jade in the sons' chat. Like they just keep t- they go, every time you see Josh Alexander, they bring up his family. Like that's important. Like oh, we need to make sure you guys know he's a family man. Like this is this is Vince McMahon like from the '80s kind of shit. Like he's or, I was about to do Shawn Michaels. He's landed and his click. Like that's exactly what we're seeing with this Josh Alexander. Hey, what? Thank you so much, Malachi Black. For the dangle. Remember the angle of the dangle, Gino? That's fantastic. Zelina looks perfect. So, uh, who are you picking? I'm picking Josh Alexander. Is there a reason Bully Ray, 50 years old, returns, immediately gets a
1: title shot, wins the belt? Yeah, I don't think... It's weird, yes. We have this Full Metal Mayhem, which is basically impacts TLC match because they can't use TLC or tables, ladders or chairs. So a Full Metal Mayhem match. It's going to be Josh Alexander hitting C4 spikes on everything to try to murder and kill Boy Rick because he tried to kill his wife, Jade. Are they going to – what about Chet? Are they going to do
0: the like the WWE thing where all of a sudden TLC matches end with pinfalls, or are we going to have a belt dangling from the top of the arena?
1: Full Metal Mayhem never had a belt dangling, did it? It was always just a pinfall victory because that was what TLC was for them, was Full Metal Mayhem because it's all metal. Tables, iris, and chairs were all metal. Chairs are made of wood.
0: Or chairs. Tables are made of wood. But also, um, no, there was a belt hanging. TLC matches had a belt hanging. You've watched WrestleMania 17. What are you talking about? Full Metal Mayhem didn't always have a belt hanging. Full Metal Mayhem was always a pinfall victory. See that's that's why that's why wrestling sucks. You know, there's no continuity. Because even under here, where it says TLC, I want to see what was the first Full Metal Mayhem match? Abyss and Jeff Hardy? Uh, that was for the the champ. That was for the title. Wasn't that hanging from the top of the
1: the arena? I don't remember now. thinking about Abyss and Jeff Hardy. It might have just been a pinfall. Against all odds.
0: <laughs> what a great idea for a for a thing. Can you imagine Phi Delta Slam? We should have went to this show, Gino. So Abyss and Jeff Hardy, Full Metal Mayhem. They used to. I, I'm swearing to you, Gino. They hung belts from this fucking thing. That's why you have a TLC match. Just because it's hanging from the ladder, but there's also tables and chairs around for weapons.
1: That might be a case where that's TLC Full Metal Mayhem was completely different, but the same. It no, was a weird thing. I Metal watched
0: Mayhem. the first one. I know you weren't there in 05 with me and, and Kevin and Danny Richardson. We were watching these matches, you know. We know that there was a, a belt hanging from top the top of roofs. Like, why else would there be ladders anyway? Oh, I'm going to hit you with this. Like, why would you take the time to set up a ladder as a weapon when you can grab a chair?
1: Because a C four spike off the top of a ladder would be sick as hell. It'd be amazing if Fully Riz would take that bump.
0: Come on, chat. I mean, there's got to be people that are calling you crazy. Like, how many TLC matches are? Because that was always a joke when WWE did it. Like when they had that Shield TLC match. It's like, no, you gotta climb and grab something. It's not just fucking useless. Like you gotta reach up and grab the damn. Gotta dra- grab that damn belt, Gino.
1: But you don't always have to grab the deck. But you have to just use the table, the ladder, the chairs to incapacitate your opponent so they get pinned. Dude, all of these matches that I'm looking at had the belt
0: like dangling from the arena, like they're from the top. Abyss and Jeff Hardy were for the belt. Christian Cage and Abyss for the belt. This one would probably didn't this six this six person Full Metal Mayhem probably didn't. So it probably it's probably like WWE. Not every time. Do you need something hanging from the top? But for the most part, we do. But it's like the flag match with Rusev and Swagger. And the winner of this match will get to hold his flag in the center of the ring. Like, that's not what a flag match is. I want to grab, I want to play capture the flag, but wrestling. That's what a flag match is, Gino. That, TLC, the belts are hanging. Don't play dumb.
1: It could be either or, but my favorite flag match would be a four-quarters match where you have to tap all four quarters and your flag drops down. and you win. That would be so fun, Gino. Uh, so
0: I'm going with Josh Alexander. He's going to climb to the top and grab his belt.
1: If Josh Alexander's going to get an amazing C4 spike off the top of the ladder and get the one, two, three on, believe It's going to be so – no, you. so you. do you think it's pinfall? Would you be mad if
0: it was pinfall? I'm, it better be grab the belt.
1: It'll be either it'll be exciting in the Atlanta Center Stage Theater seeing Josh Alexander get the big win over this old bully Ray. Who had to disrespect the amazing Scott DeMore of Team Canada by putting him through a table and killing his friendship. Dude,
0: that was nuts. And what's up with Tommy Dreamer? Is he going to get involved? There's always that possibility, too, because Bully had a
2: big. Malachi Black says, Remember when Impact was good?
0: I, dude, like you mean on Thursday? Yes, Impact is the best. I'm glad that Nathan is finally like. A- Nathan, this is the official Impact Wrestling podcast, by the way. I just want everyone to know that. Scott DeMore tweets at me. He gets me unblocked from following them. Why was I blocked,
1: Gino? What is that about? I don't know. It must have been years ago, and thankfully everything's smoothed over. We're all good. We all love Impact. We all support Impact. They support us. You got tweeted by Scott where you contacted him. I got emails from Impact letting me know the doors open sixty to ninety minutes before the pre-show at seven thirty. So that's why I'm excited to go see. Who are you excited to meet mo- the
0: most? Me. Are you meeting Jessica Havoc? Or are you going to ask her about her OnlyFans? Like, who is the who in Impact? Are you just going to like freak out when you get to see him? And don't say Matt
1: Cardona. And I got to say the person I'm going to freak out the most to see face-to-face is going to be Courtney Rush. Even though she's going to be all in gimmick and be Rosemary, I'm going to be excited to see the living legend Courtney
0: Rush. Aren't you going to be really excited to um, – when you see Matt Cardona, are you going to go, do you remember me? I hope you do. That would be so fun, Gino. Pretend like, oh my gosh, Matt,
1: you remember me, right?
0: And then you could show him the picture of you guys.
1: And I could do something like that. Part of me also just like, I, because I, if I do see him again, I want this fucking shirt that I bought not too long ago, like another week ago, to come in because I'm still waiting for it. Because I bought the newest version of his old shirt. he re-released of the first shirt he made, which was the whole not there, which was referencing no longer being there. he made a new one that's silver that I purchased because I wanted this more and be like, maybe this is him teased that he's dying.
0: Oh, Gino. Because
1: he's not gonna be there and it's still not there, and that's why I was supposed to be like, see I bought the new shirt because I support this motherfucker. He's the best. Love Matt current run. He's the best independent wrestler.
0: This is his Hulk Hogan run. When he when he does something next, that'll be his Hollywood Hogan run. I love that he was like, yeah, what I just did, that was my Hulk Hogan run. This is my Hollywood. Like, No, you have to have a Hogan run first. You don't get to just job out on his main event for years and then tell us, this is my Hollywood run. This is, me, this is me turning heel and really shaking the business up. So, yeah, great point by Nathan Weller. You know, uh, you get this job and all you do is buy wrestling shirts. Have you ever – do you pay any additional bills yet? Do you save? for moving out what's kind of
1: your goal well currently this last paycheck since i didn't really get as much like the paycheck before i did send like to my family to my mom basically specifically because that's who i have in my contacts that I could actually send money to via Zelle through my bank app was a hundred dollars from last paycheck. So at least it was something and nice. try to help whatever i can at least pay back because we had to spend like after the past few weeks of all these damages and repairs to our plumbing, had spent about twelve thousand dollars this past three weeks. You you spent that? The family has had we've all had to spend like about twelve thousand for repairs. So all so you Utah chipped in a hundred like, bucks. I always able to chip in hundred for this paycheck because I had very little left.
0: Doesn't your mom see you like wearing that shirt and go, what the fuck? Like <laughs> why why don't you give me hundred and thirty five bucks?
1: Well, that's it. That's what we're gonna see about next Friday. This- Coming Friday, however much money I'll have left from the saying it to make sure I have this situated. That
3: shit on. Thank you so much and for the game spell. Go ahead.
1: Yes. Thank you, Cast. But yes, however much I have left after making sure I have everything squared away for the next two weeks before I get paid, that two Fridays from this Friday, and then make sure I'm set up so I can then give what I can to the house as well.
0: Okay, good, You know, I'm just saying whatever you can give. I love that you're like, this is like, it's like a desperate moment. Like, how much do I have? I can give you this much. Like, that's, like, I have to buy this, all all this other shit. But once I'm done with that, I'll see what I can give you. Like, I love the hustle here, Gino. I'm surprised they haven't asked for more money. I just want to be honest. Like, I know if, like, if, if, if my son, who is your age, was like living at my place, I would create, I would, I would look at his paycheck, take a percentage of that. And then go, boom, there you go, dude. Like, this is, hey, you live here for free. Here's here's what you owe. So, like, at least, because even, Gino you know, today I just spent 90 bucks on electricity. Can you believe that? 90 bucks?
1: I That's what I could agree. Like, I most likely believe that that's what we have to spend because of both the modems, the Wi-Fi, should just keep that running as well as, by PS5, how much fucking electricity that takes up. So, I'm sure it's, like, over $100 dollars. Well, and then not
0: only that, I got another email from the city that was like, hey, gas are not – yeah, gas bill's due, so there there's that one. And then water bill is also due. So those are both due. Those combined are like another 200 bucks.
1: Damn, that sucks that it all came together, but at least it's going to be able to get paid because you are the hardest working man that I know. Dude, I'm like so strapped for cash. I had to sell
0: stocks, you know, so shit's, shit wasn't going well. We had a Black Friday, okay, my wife's on um – maternity leave so there was definitely a moment of like we have no fucking money at this time so well we're going to survive gino we had to move some stocks the market's down anyway thanks to your president don't pretend like you don't know you read the headlines uh, let's So let's ride off, Gino, into that glorious sunset. I'm so excited for you to go to Hard to Kill. You and I are going to recap your, your journey next week. I'm sure you'll talk about it as well with Kevin B. Cool on uh, Raw's fourth hour this coming Monday night. So you have a fun time at Hard to Kill. I'll be watching probably on Friday, okay, uh, or on Saturday morning. I'll probably fire up Hard to Kill on the old uh, Watch Wrestling. What do, I, what do I go to now? Watch org or some shit. It's some variation of that. I'm going to watch that, Gino. Uh, Any parting words before we ride off into that glorious sunset?
1: I just got to say to all of you here, for this, excited for this moment for Hard to Kill Friday night. It is going to be on Impact Plus and Impact Ultimate Insider, so pay that little $5 or more and be able to watch this event like I am. But then like live, you get to hear Tom Hannafin and Matthew Raywell call these amazing action.
0: Wait, the Hard to Kill is like 40 bucks.
1: Oh, it actually is one of their premium live events. It's not even their monthly shit. They don't have a monthly... No, it's month not a premium January. live
0: event. It's a pay-per-view. It's actually a pay... It's like old school. It's like they have four pay-per-views a year. It's like $40, you know? It's like it's like a million fight credits.
1: Then this is going to be Mickey James' last match. I thought this was going to be like one of their monthly events, but no, this Gino, is... you know Gino, we this have bills. Mickey we can't James be wasting five match.
2: bucks.
0: know, you're going to one of their four pay-per-views of the year, are you? Do you know, we're wrestling journalists, and we're massive fans of Impact Wrestling. You're supposed to know what their calendar looks like. Holy shit. When we have our, our board meeting next week, we're really going to have to
1: iron you out. I know. I do have to get ironed out. I need to remember what the four big pay-per-views are, but at least now I know it is a pay-per-view. This is Mickey James. Hard to Kill, be
0: Rebellion, uh, Slammiversary, Bound for Glory. This is. It's been that way since, like, 2014, Jim.
1: I thought it was 2016. Things changed. I thought like, hard to kill was not what they're big for, but now it is. They're big for. Yeah, they got it's rid like of AEW.
0: Yeah, they got rid of Genesis. Like Genesis was their January big one, and they they moved on from that for some reason. They really like hard to kill because hard to kill was their new name when Scott Moore took it over because it was supposed to, Impact was dead. It was supposed to die. Hard to kill was after the Dixie. Era. We are so wrestling journalists. How did we even remember that, Gino? Let's ride off into the glorious sunset, and I will catch you all tomorrow night for the whole fucking show. I can't wait. It's going to be awesome time, Gino. You know this song.